good morning. I, uh, <clears throat> I might take a nap here in just a minute, uh, so we can all just do that together. I'm going to take one massive Sunday afternoon nap today. I'll let you know that right now. So, uh, you know, I, when we talked about doing this youth service, I was planning on coming up here and preaching and really didn't know what this week was going to entail, not only from a spiritual aspect, from just an emotional and physical toll that it was going to take. And, uh, you know, I really was, I was planning on getting up here and preaching just a normal, typical teaching time. Uh, but what I wanted to do after the week we had was, one, I just want to talk to you a little bit about our week, first of all. But then I thought that there would probably be nothing that could be more impactful that could be said from up here than the testimonies of some of these students about the week that they had. And so I'm going to turn it over to them here in just a little bit and have two or three, uh, or maybe four, I don't know how many, are going to come up and share a little bit about what God did in their lives this week. So uh, I I think that that will be probably more impactful than anything that my sleep-deprived brain can come up with this morning. So, uh, so our theme this week at camp was glory, as you can probably see from our shirts, which I've been told all week say gory, um, but it is what it is. Uh, so we looked at this week the glory of God, and it was kind of, you know, going into the week, I thought it was a very interesting thing to really try to examine because, uh, you know, the glory of God is just, it's such kind of an abstract idea, right? Like just something having glory in and of itself is kind of an abstract idea. It's not something you can just pinpoint to and say that's what glory is. And so it was an interesting thing to look at. And the first story we looked at this week was the story of Moses going up on uh, the mountain and saying that he wanted to see God. And God basically told him that no one may see my face or they will and live. And so he said that he would hide him in the cleft of the rock and he would, his glory would pass by. And then after it passed by, Moses could see basically his back. And after he did this, accompanied with spending about 40 days, 40 nights, which is a recurring theme throughout scripture, if you'll notice that, 40 days and 40 nights alone, secluded with God, Moses came down from the mountain and he was glowing, like physically changed and glowing because of the experience he had had on the, on the mountain. And I think it's interesting because Falls Creek, the way that it's set up, is literally on top of a mountain. You have to drive up a mountain to get there. And we go up. Is that my microphone that's popping? Okay, let's let's try to. Yeah. All right. Um, so you literally go up a mountain to get there, and then you spend time secluded, theoretically, with God. And inevitably, every year I take students up there. They spend this time secluded with God, and we come back down, and these students are, in a way, glowing with what God has done in their life this week. And, and just like we see in that story of Moses, his glow eventually went away, right, uh, over time. And, and, and I told the students, I said, it, you know what? 
allow yourself to be changed by this experience and understand that when you come down from the from this mountaintop you will be glowing and don't be don't be ashamed or disappointed when that glow wears off because it does but allow what has happened in your life this week to be the change in your life that God intended for you and so what I wanted to do was I wanted to allow this glow that we talked of, that we were just discussing to be able to shine for you guys to see this morning. And uh, so I wanted to include them in this service, but I wanted, I wanted to share with you a little bit about how our week went uh, from a few different angles, okay? Everyone kept asking me all week, hey, how's your week going? How's your week going? How's your week going? And I think that each person that talked to me I gave a different answer depending on if they thought that I was talking about my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, my mental well-being, or my spiritual well-being, uh, all of which were negative throughout most of the week. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing right now. Spiritual warfare is very real. And if you have never experienced severe spiritual warfare in your life, it can be one of the most demoralizing things that has ever happened. And we know, I, I talked with Aaron on Monday, I think it was, and I said, man, it just feels like everything's going wrong. I said, it feels like nothing can go right. It feels like just everything we've planned and worked for all these weeks is just down the drain. I said, I just, I can't feel like anything's on track. And we both kind of talked and we, we had a conversation and we both knew this, and we just kind of said it together. We were just kind of like, well, we know that God is going to move because Satan is trying to destroy what is happening this week. And uh, we ended up seeing three kids get saved Monday night. I didn't know that when I called them. And I was like, okay, you know, there we go. We got there. You know, that was, that was what Satan was trying to prevent from happening this week. And as we went into Tuesday, things continued to spiral out of control. And we, I was having to go to first aid and to the, welcome, to the office to deal with this and run all over here. And I had a, every time that I would get a chance to go do something, my phone would ring and it'd be one of the sponsors being like, hey, can you come back to the cabin? We've got an issue that we need to handle. And so I'm sitting there and Wednesday night, I started just, I think I got a little dehydrated and I just started to feel really physically worn out, and I was just completely taken out, and we were sitting in the tabernacle Wednesday night, and I was, I was kind of grumpy. I was unhappy with how the week was going. I was tired. I wasn't feeling good. I had run the fun run that morning, which was just a really bad idea. I still can hardly walk up these stairs. I made the mistake. I'm going to tell you real quick. I made the mistake. Some of these kids were talking trash, like, oh, we can outrun you. I'm like, that's not a big accomplishment, but... <laughs> They were talking a lot of trash, and so I was like, now I want to beat them, you know, because I'm a competitive person, and so we start out running, and I ended up settling in behind Kirsten and Shelby Norris. If you know them down here, it should be no surprise to either any of you that they can outrun me, but I was like, I need to keep pace with them, and, tr and then my, my plan was to keep pace with them and then try to pass them at the very end. You know, that was my plan. I have regretted that decision ever since because I could not keep pace with them, and I pushed myself to do it, and then by the time we got to the end, I just watched them pass the finish line about a quarter mile in front of me, it felt like, but anyway, uh, but so we get to Wednesday night, 
and that had been Wednesday morning, and I'm physically exhausted. I'm emotionally and mentally just exhausted, and I just, I was feeling a little spiritually down, you know, and I think that it was because we had seen those two kids get, or those three kids get saved Monday night, and nothing had happened Tuesday, and it didn't feel like a lot of our teaching times were just kind of gelling the way that they should have, and, and, uh, I was just thinking, man, are we really going through all this for, for just, for, I was just, I was just really struggling with what, what we were doing here, you know, like, I, and I was just really, really frustrated, and so I'm sitting there, almost in a pout, you know, I'm like sitting down, everyone's standing up worshiping, and I'm sitting with my arms crossed like a little baby, and uh, we get towards the end of the service, and by the way, our speaker this week, his name's Wade Morris, and he was phenomenal. I posted all of our services on my Facebook. If you want to go back and listen to them, they were absolutely amazing. But I stand up for the invitation Wednesday night. I really didn't want to stand up, but I was like, well, I feel like I should stand up. And so I'm standing there, and I'm almost like leaning over on the chair, because remember, I just run that morning, so I was about to die. And we ended up seeing five of our students go down and accept Christ Wednesday night. And I burst into tears there, realizing that all that we were putting ourselves through from a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual toll that this was taking on us was truly worth it because these kids were regaining or were gaining new life in Christ this week. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to say that, you know, that, that was— that was where we were, and the, the week got better from there and everything, but it didn't. Um, we continued to struggle with, with just plans and issues. Just, it just felt, like I said, it just felt like the whole week nothing could go right. And uh, we ended up seeing a total of 10 students give their lives to Christ this week from our group alone. We ended up seeing three students rededicate their lives to Christ. And so out of, out of the 29 kids that we took to camp, 13 of them made decisions to follow Christ or to renew their faith in Christ this week. And it was, you know, and I started to think, you know, we, we live very comfortable lives, you know, when, when we are allowed our discomfort, when, when our lives get disrupted and we get so out of whack, you know, and everything. But I realized, realistically, we live very comfortable lives. And we like to stay in our comfortable lives. But I, I came to a realization this week that if you're not going through spiritual warfare, if you are not being dealt blows from the enemy, that doesn't mean you're fighting for the right side. Not that you're not on the team, but it doesn't mean you're fighting because he's not fighting back. And I think about how many times in my life things are just going well and they're just, you know, everything's fine. But that I'm not really doing a whole lot for the kingdom of God. And, and so I want to challenge you guys this morning and I want to just encourage you if you're struggling with spiritual warfare that if it's, if you're fighting for God, 
and you're working for the kingdom of God and doing the things that God's truly calling you to do, you have to expect to be attacked by the enemy. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I can't remember the last time I experienced spiritual warfare, the last time I've been attacked by the enemy for something, well, I think you need to evaluate what God's calling you to do and try to do it. Because if you're truly doing that, then you're going to be under attack. And, you know, that's something I knew. And I think that's something all of us in here know. But it was something that didn't really become apparent to me until this week. When I was seeing the difference between what my normal life is and maybe the, the small, little spiritual battles that I fight in my daily life as opposed to when I am truly spreading the gospel and people are being open to it and receiving it and hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the amount of physical, emotional, mental, spiritual turmoil that I was in, the difference was very eye-opening. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that this morning. I want to turn it over let you guys hear from a couple students now, um, and hopefully what they have to say will uh, will encourage you in your faith. So, uh, who wants to go first? No, you're going last. We don't have time for that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Grab this microphone right here. They're going to use that one, Mickey. You can come up here or you can stand down there. Okay. I promise I'm not on my phone. I'm just looking at notes. Um, so, first of all, like Brian said, I'm exhausted. Um, it was uh, definitely a difficult week, but definitely worth it also. So, um, Falls Creek was just an incredible experience, um, not only because of the fun activities like swimming in the lake or going ziplining, but um, so many people have given their life to Christ and gotten saved, including myself. Um, um, I wouldn't be at Falls Creek if it wasn't for one of my friends, Trista Dorman. Um, she introduced me to this church at VBS this year, and I'm here and I'm saved because I went to Falls Creek, and I wouldn't have been here because of Trista. I believe God put Trista in my life for a reason. I just, I felt God touch me. Um, on Monday night, I we were singing, uh, he invited us to go up to the front and make a decision, and I just, I was overcome with the Holy Spirit, so I went up, and I asked God to come into my life and save me, and I'm just going to say, that's the best, the best decision I will and ever will make. I have and ever will make. Words are difficult. Um... I feel a lot more full than I did before I knew Christ as my savior. There was always something missing in my life and there was so many hardships that I didn't have anybody to turn to. And now that Christ is in my life, I just feel like a new person. And 
I'm being baptized today. <laughs> Who's next? Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You should know by now where I like to stand in the front of everybody. Okay? All right, guys. So, I, when I went to camp, I was like, all right, I know exactly what this is going to be like. I've been going to camp ever since I was little, every single year. You know, you go, you get the camp high, you're happy, you're on fire. And I was like, I don't want to lose that. So earlier this year, I went to Super Summer, and I learned so much, and I grew so much. And so I, when I got to camp, I didn't realize how much I'd grown this whole year. And so it was like, I wasn't, but it was hard to like connect all the pieces, I guess. So when I got to camp, I was really distracted. I, you know, I went to worship, but I didn't feel anything. Like usually when I worship, I can feel the Holy Spirit, like I... I'm singing to him, but when I was singing, it's like I was just singing words, and I just, I felt so, like, clogged almost, like nothing was getting through, and I was like, that's so weird, and I, all through the week, you know, everyone's like, remember what God has done in your life, like, see how God has changed you, and I was like, I don't feel anything, I was like, I'm not being changed, I don't have, like, it was just weird, so weird, and so then, um, at camp, I was, I was on the decision team, so that means I would go down to the front and I would help people, you know, make decisions for Christ and everything, and I, that just felt like something I did or something I would do, but then looking back on it, I realized, I was like, that was like way out of my comfort zone like three months ago, and I was like, but now that was something that I enjoyed and I loved. I, was, I love talking to those people. I love praying for those people, and so, um, and on Wednesday night, my, um, I was standing next to my boyfriend doing worship, and I noticed something was off, like something, he was like thinking about something. So after worship, he looked at me and he's like, you know, God told me we need to go pray for people at the rec field tomorrow. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So, you know, we go to the rec field, I'm praying for people. Like, I, that's just incredible because that's something I would not have done like a while ago. So just like looking back on it, I can see now God had changed me during camp. Like God did, but I didn't, even though I didn't feel it. Or, like, even though I didn't see it happening, I was, like, my life is completely different, like, after camp. So, um, there's that. And then, just, like, like Brian said, this week was just exhausting. You know, I beat everyone in the fun run. And that is just tiring. You know, that is hard work to beat all of these people, you know? So, I mean, anyway, but on a more serious note, just, like, um... By Friday, you know, we're all just, even though we've had, like, the worst week ever, you know, like, family groups was just off. Like, I didn't connect with my family group. I didn't, I felt like I wasn't doing a very good job leading them. And just, by the end of the week, we're just all so happy. Like, even though it was hard, we, I asked everyone, I was like, what was, like, the worst part of your week? What is the part that you wish you could, like, throw it in the trash and burn it and never see it again? And I was like, what was the best part of your week? And everyone was like, the best parts of our week definitely outweighed the worst and like just everything that happened was supposed to happen for a reason and I'm just I'm really really happy about how camp went even though it was really hard so
We're going to move on from that part. I have notes. Give me a minute. Okay. I lost my voice at camp, in case you can't tell. I'm not going to complain about it, because it was like, it's a good thing. It's whatever. Someone made me sing like this. Not pleasant. Got to feel so professional. Got my notes. Never not good at being professional. So camp is exhausting. Everyone talked about their downfalls. Well, Brian had a whole lesson about how we're going up and down. And it was really awkward because that night, like that was one of my really good nights. Um, so I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable about that, but it's okay. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I like that verse. I heard it growing up because it, it's one of those really famous verses, like John 3.16. You see it on t-shirts and all that, but it's a good verse. Trust me. I didn't make a decision this week. Um, if you know me well enough, I got baptized here in November. Didn't have a rededication. Wasn't saved. Well, well no, I mean, I am, but I didn't do that at camp. Um, so it kind of felt like nothing had really happened to me. Um, especially because I, I went to camp expecting the same feeling that I got from Super Summer, this big, overwhelming, overwhelming feeling just of the Holy Spirit. Um, but recently, um, <clears throat> all summer, it's felt really dull and really boring, and that, like, God wasn't talking to me, he wasn't telling me anything, there was no plan, I'm just here. Um, and so this week, like Brian said, we talked about Moses, and... We all know the story of the burning bush. God talked to Moses through a burning bush, but he didn't talk to him. That, that didn't happen until he was 80 years old. That's kind of old. No offense to any of you, but it's kind of well into his life. I'm sorry. Um, but that didn't mean that God didn't have a plan for him. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> that didn't mean that God didn't have a plan for him since before he was born. Um, we learned a lot about how whether we feel it or not, or whether we know it or not, God still has a plan for us. He knows everything that's going to happen to us before we're even thought of, which, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm sorry. That's just, it's a really cool thing. Um, so it kind of, sometimes I feel stuck in this blank spot, but um, if... God didn't talk to Moses until he was 80. Well, we know how I feel about that. Um, I, can, I can last a little bit longer. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. He may not tell, tell me, that's, this isn't part of the verse, sorry. He may not tell me exactly what he has planned for me right now. Um, but he's preparing and protecting my heart because I'm clearly not ready yet. Not ready enough to talk up here, in case you guys can tell. Kind of made a couple fools myself several times, but that's okay. That's okay. Because um, I actually got up here, and I think God told me to do this because I would not have done this even a week ago. Um, and it feels weird to come up here and talk because I didn't have this big soul-changing thing happen to me. I just came to peace with the fact that nothing was happening to me. So I have one last verse, and then I'll be done. 
and that is Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Just let, let God handle it. Don't, don't worry about it. Just give it to him. I'm, I'm done now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, come on. We have an impromptu edition. <laughs> okay, so I didn't get, like, dedication or anything. I didn't do anything. But I, before camp, I decided to help and be on the decision team. Well, when we got there and we, like, they did a little speech on what you should do for the decision team, I did not want to do it anymore. I didn't feel like I wanted to. And then... Monday night, seeing all the kids go down, it really like got to me that they needed someone who has been through it to help them. That's all I want to say. Okay. Come on, you better keep it short. I'm hungry. Yeah. Hey, if not that I don't want you to hear Jacob, but if you're getting baptized, if you'll go ahead and go back there. Um, I'll be back there. Yeah, it's okay. Take your stuff in too if you have it. Yeah, that's going to be important. Your stuff. Yep, here I am. Send me. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, so, um, anyways yeah, so um, I started camp and I had come into camp after going to Super Summer saying, okay, well, I just want to have a fun time at camp. I just want to enjoy myself, kind of relax. I'm done with the spiritual thing this summer. How wrong I was. So um, I hit, it was Tuesday. We were doing the first quiet time where they gave us this little booklet. And um, as you see, I've got, I, we did, there was pin trading at camp. And I was like, I got into pin trading at Super Summer. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to trade a bunch. I'm going to get a bunch of pins and I'm just going to have fun. Well, I was sitting in my quiet time thinking about what pins I was going to trade for, not thinking about my quiet time. And I had the thought that come to my that the thought came to my mind. It was like God asking, "You think that just because you don't want to grow or you don't want to experience something new or you don't want to grow spiritually, learn spiritually that I'm not going to move, that I'm just going to go ahead and say, "Okay, well Jacob's good for this week. I'm going to put him on the sideline." and just work with everybody else. So he got my attention this week. And um, so for Friday, and so throughout, throughout the week, instead of just trading for pins, I met, I met new people and I talked to people and especially like staffers and other, other campers who were, who were trading pins. And I, there, were, there was one, part, one guy who had come to our cabin. He was a part of this group called the Faith Riders, and he talked to us about sharing our testimony and really opening up and, like, talking really quick and um, making instant connections with people, and that really spoke to me. So, um, and so I got to meet new people, and I was just, like, even whenever I would take some of the, um, some of the other guys, um, words, I would take some of the other youth with me to trade pins. They would say, well, Jacob, you can talk to, like, all these different people, and you don't even know them, and you act as if you've known them for years. And I'm like, well, yeah. But so f 
Friday night was was really big for me. Um, I was thinking about what should be my takeaway for this week. What should I learn? And the verse he so um, Wade, the guy who the speaker who was absolutely amazing, he brought up the verse um, Romans. Well, actually, I want to flip to it in here. So. Okay, so Romans eight twenty eight through thirty, or yeah, for through thirty says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. For those He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called; and those He called, He also justified; and those He justified, He also glorified. And Wade, he was talking about this verse, and he said, Paul gets kind of wordy here, and so I'm going to break it down for you. Basically, what he says is that if we follow God's will, he's going to handle the chaos. And that's pretty much all that verse says. But he's, he puts in the other words to break it down. Um, but I, the takeaway I got from that is most people take that, or at least to me, most people take that verse and say, my life's going to be good, or my life's going to be handled. I don't have to worry about it. But what I was thinking is, with the theme of glory and talking about God's glory, not our own, I was thinking, but that verse is all about God, right? And so I was sitting in worship, and I was thinking about that, and we were singing, um, we were singing praise to God, and it just convicted me that and I was thinking, well, man, I, I think I should pray something to God, but I don't know what to say. So I started talking about how I'm inadequate and how I've messed up in my life and how I'm not worthy of God and I'm not worthy of God's glory. And I thought about that and I went, instead of praying all the time about how inadequate I am, I should instead be, ta- be praising God for his adequacy and how he's adequate for my life. And it, it, that convicted me, and I thought about this verse, and I said, this verse isn't about us, it's about God. It's about how adequate God is to handle our chaos. And it, it broke me down, and literally the next song was, How Great Thou Art. And it's talking about how great thou art, and how it's about what God did on the cross, not about what I do, what, how I respond. So... Don't forget that. So, as you can see, it was a, there, there were so many powerful and amazing things that came out of this week. And all I could think by the end was, I would go through what I went through this week over and over again if it meant that we saw people continue to come to faith in Christ and that it was truly about that more than it was about my comfort, more than it was about my ease or my peace of mind or my sanity or my physical well-being or anything like that. And it just gave me a lot of encouragement as we finished out this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to pray real quick and, uh, I think John's going to come back up and lead a, a time of invitation. And, uh, you know, I think we talked a lot about testimony this week, and that's why we sang that song, Testimony, at the beginning of, uh, 
worship, but the Bible says that there is power in our testimonies. And, uh, you know, we don't need to come up here and say the, the most profound thing that has ever been said, but if we come up here and share about what Jesus is doing in each and every one of our lives, that is enough for people to hear and understand the gospel. And so uh, we're going to open up a time of invitation, and, uh, and then uh, we're going to have uh, some really cool stuff uh, happen. We'll get to talk about that. So let me pray for us real quick. God, thank you so much for this week. I thank you so much for seeing us through for helping us to overcome all the obstacles, for being there for us, God. And I just pray that you would just continue to move in the lives of these students, that if any of them that were here this week at camp, that they would, uh, and they did not fully grasp exactly what we were talking about and going through, that you would continue to work on their hearts, God. But also that you would continue to work in the lives of those who, who did make decisions, God, that you would help them to continue to grow in, in their knowledge of you and their faith in you, God pray that if there's anyone here this morning that has never declared you as their Lord and Savior, that they would hear the testimonies of these students and they would come forward knowing that they need to do that, God, that they need to be made right with you. God, I thank you for all that you do for us. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.